You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real change begins with our state of consciousness. In this podcast, Eckhart talks with a live audience. He says the most important thing we can do is to transform our state of consciousness, to realize our connection to the source and let go of our self-imposed limitations. He compares the transcendent realm to the sun. We are like a ray from that source shining into this world. Everyone on the planet, he says, is a brief flicker of consciousness, here for a short time, but connected to the eternal. The main focus here is transforming your life. Whatever else happens when you live from a deeper state is secondary. And so one could even say that as you rest in that power. There's a book called The Power of Now. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> so you rest. That is the power of now. And so what's the now? The now is consciousness, timeless consciousness. As you rest in that power, fear disappears, and you know your trust comes in, and that changes the way in which you relate to other human beings. That perhaps is more important than whatever it is that you might create in this world. It's a, it's a secondary thing. But how human beings relate to each other is more important because that creates the entire, what we call the world. It's the human-made world. It's the basis is how do human beings relate to each other, and how do groups, collectives, how do they relate to each other? And at the moment, it's still, as you will know, if you watch the news or whatever it is, it's not going that well, but how a collective behaves depends on the people that make up the collective, all the individuals that make up the collective. So the behavior of a nation, of a collective, is determined by the prevalent or predominant state of consciousness of the probably millions of people who make up the collective. Now, if the collective behaves insanely, as they tend to do, if a collective behaves insanely, it does not mean 
that every member of the collective is of that low consciousness. It just needs a slight majority with really low consciousness <laughs> or a bit more for the collective to behave insanely. And if the ego, the personal ego, is pretty crazy, but that's nothing compared to the collective ego, when it takes over your sense of identity, the collective egos are the perpetrators of most of the suffering, the human created suffering on the planet, not the individual psychopaths or crazed criminals or crazed mass murderers like Jack the Ripper in the 19th century. I mean, they just killed a few people. But the collectives, their behavior, if the behavior of a collective, a nation, were the behavior of a single person, <laughs> you would immediately recognize that this person, person is clinically insane and absolutely needs to be confined. So there's a saying, there's some truth in it, comes from a 19th century French philosopher, every nation has the government it deserves. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Of course, what that means is there is a correlation between the prevalent state of consciousness of the majority, not of all, and the kind of government that this country or this nation manifests. So if you want to know more about the collective insanity, then of course, I recommend 20th century history, and you just go, how is this possible? This is completely insane. A nightmare, truly. So can't imagine it's a nightmare. But the collective, as we said, is made up of individuals. So the change has to happen with a sufficient number of individuals in order for the collective to behave differently. And this is where relationships are important. And relationships change as you rest in this silent power. And you can sense it in the background and sometimes even in the foreground when you perhaps when you're alone or out in nature and very still, you can sense that stillness coming into the foreground, and you're just completely. But when you begin to deal with things, if if it remains in the foreground, if you are eighty-five percent to use, you can't really quantify it. I'm just let's say you're. 85 to 90 percent, the transcendent consciousness, absolute 
presence. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Now, in in that state, I don't think you would be able to deal with your accountant or your bank manager. So you'd have to come down a bit from there in order to pick up the phone and be able to focus on what it is that you need to focus on or whatever you do in your job. But then... There's always a question, a balance between you as a person using your mind and dealing with things in this world and you as the unconditioned consciousness. So most humans are unawakened, so they're completely only one-dimensional. They're only their mind. But you are two-dimensional now. You have access to the unconditioned. And so when you pick up the phone... The presence recedes, and you are then, I'm just picking that figure, let's say 20% present, while you, 80% of your consciousness flows into formulating thoughts about whatever it is that you talk about on the phone or whatever. So, but 20%, you're still aware of yourself while you talk. There's still some spaciousness. In every relationship, the vital question in any relationship is, is there space in this relation? Is there, while you talk, while you discuss something, can you still sense in the background yourself as that spacious awareness, even while you discuss, what are we going to do now? Or how can we deal with this? There's a difficulty that has arisen, and now we need to deal with it. What can we do? What action can we take? Or you can explain your point of view without being totally or at all identified with your mental positions because you're identified with the space behind your mental positions. That changes relationships and makes the flow between humans much more harmonious because what creates an insane amount of conflict is the self-identification with mental positions, which are thoughts, that creates an enormous sense of separation between you and the other. And not only that, it's that sense of separation between you and the other is exactly what the egoic identity, the ego, wants and looks for. 
The ego is not lo looking for an end to the sense of separation. The ego is looking to strengthen the sense of separation between you and another. Because the more you can judge and condemn the other and show that he or she is wrong and you are right, the more you feel your sense of self. You define yourself through what you are not. The other defines who you are. You define yourself through the otherness of others. And, and so this is when individuals do that, then you get an enormous amount of conflict in relationships, but millions of individuals make up a collective, then the collectives do it to each other. And then you're engaged in, it's an unconscious process. The collective ego does the same that the personal ego does, except it, the repercussions are far worse. You need to demonize another country. So, and then you constantly, so we're, you're being told in the media, this is what, <coughs> and you begin to believe it. And then you, everybody feels, oh, we are right and they are wrong. We are the good ones and they are the bad ones. And really you're being told, then you, that's how it is. So it's, it's a dysfunction. It's a serious dysfunction, but it change must happen, begin with individuals. The change doesn't come from above because we've tried that. We've tried to create a better, more sane society by constructing uh, thought structures of, if we created a society that is like this, then everything will be much better. Now let's implement that. It sounded good at the beginning, Everybody should have, should be more equal. We no longer have exploitation and it all sounds wonderful and reasonable. And so let's create a government for that. First, you have, of course, you have to destroy the old. Unfortunately, there are millions of people that need to be killed in the process, but let's not think about that. <laughs> We're just looking to the future. We need to get there to this ideal society the end justifies the means. Is that the expression? The means justify the end, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so what they forget when you create an utopia, which sounds wonderful and reasonable, you forget that there has been no change in the state, basic state of consciousness of the individuals. So the egoic state of consciousness is still operating. And once the utopian government is in place, all the people that are in power in that government experience an enormous ego inf inflation of their own ego because this is what happens to egos when they're given power. If you want to find out about somebody's ego, somebody might look very meek and give this person ego to take one person in a country and say, okay, you are, let's say you are a simple worker and you seem to be fairly free of ego. You seem to be very modest and except with your wife, but that's, um, <laughs> you seem to be modest. Let's, you're, let's, you're becoming the president of this country. And so, because you seem to have little ego, so you go, okay, within a few, weeks or months, 
you will experience a transformation because the latent ego in that person is being fed and very quickly becomes blown out of all proportion. It, it gets inflated like a huge balloon. And this person becomes taken over by his or her ego and then will do whatever the, the ego inspires him to do, which is not going to be good. So there will be power structures. He will have enemies, not only create enemies outside of the collective, he'll create enemies within the collective. And this is how the madness will go on. You cannot create a utopia unless you have tackled the, the foundationals, which the foundational thing, which is the state of consciousness of individuals. And you can see hiding, if you look, the, the original ideas behind communism seemed so good when it was first. This is why so many people in the West too said, oh, now we have a solution. Uh, and they believed in it. And then quickly it degenerated because of egoic consciousness in the people running the, the country and millions got killed in the process. But even there, there was already an element in this utopian vision. There was an, already a strong egoic element that needed to emphasize the otherness of others and make others into enemies, even within the country, not to mention people ours. And there, for example, it was the, the class struggle as it's called, the antagonism between classes was emphasized and the entire segment of the population was, was judged as class enemies. And a huge segment of the population became class enemies. And the ego loves that, to emphasize the otherness of others and make others into enemies. It does it on a personal level and it does it on a collective level. And many of the people who were part of the original Russian revolution themselves became victims later of the revolutionary process. And it was an amazing, very destructive thing to happen, but it's a learning process for us to see that that is not the way we need now to go. There's still, I can observe within the collective the tendency arises again from time to time to divide humans into segments and make, make one segment into a victim segment, make another segment of the population into the enemy. And this is an unconscious process. You, you do it when you, when you read the mainstream media, they are involved in this unconscious process of division. They emphasize the divisions. They're happy with that. I'm not going into detail. You can find out for yourself when you read the, the news. So the relationship between humans, as you are, when you know yourself, not through concepts, then there's always this knowing is also applied to the other when you relate to another human being. And then you know the other human being also in that way. You know, perhaps, many things about him or her depends how long you've known that person or what the person so you may th know things about that person 
or you may know things even shortly after meeting a person. You may, if you have certain life experience or psychological insight, you might recognize certain patterns in the personality that the person has not perhaps spoken about, but you recognize there are patterns in this personality. But you are not trapped exclusively on that level of knowledge because all you know is the, the way in which this personality has been conditioned to become that personality. But you don't mistake the conditioned personality of that human being for who he or she is on the deeper level of their being. In other words, you not only know them as humans, you, you not only know the human level of who they are, you also know them on the being level. And that changes the way in which you interact with human beings. But you can only know them on the being level when you know yourself on the being level as consciousness. And then you might see certain flaws in the character of this person. Most human beings tend to have certain flaws in their character. You might have observed them in others. <laughs> which all, all that it means is areas of unconsciousness, which is conventionally called character flaws. And you may not know them immediately, but I always recommend if you want to find out, just spend time with them. Either you go on vacation together, <clears throat> which is the end of many friendships, <laughs> or you start sharing a house or a, an apartment which is also the end of many friendships and relationships, because then sooner or later, and usually sooner, certain areas of unconsciousness will surface and you say, oh, this person is difficult to live with. Of course, you are not. <laughs> you like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. But you discover that there's not only the human level, there's also the being level. And you can, while you talk to a person, while you look at a person, you can sense what you share with that person, which is the essence. The same essence underneath the personality, which is the ripple on the surface of the ocean, underneath the personality, there is the consciousness, which is not his or her consciousness, in the same way that your consciousness is not your consciousness, the one consciousness. Every human is a manifestation 
a brief manifestation of the one consciousness. And knowing the other, not only on the level of concepts, which is the personality, but also on the level of being, that changes the way in which you relate to other human beings. It also, in many cases, although not all, there's a lessening of conflict. Because in many types of conflict, there's all, it requires two to generate conflict. If you no longer participate in generating conflict, then the ego, which wants to emphasize strength in the conflict, then will feel at a loss because it needs the opposition. So to approach somebody who is still ego-possessed, mind-possessed, to approach somebody in a state of non-reactivity without fighting the ego which wants you to be wrong, for example, that can sometimes enable the other person to have access briefly, perhaps, to something that is deeper than ego. Or the person will run away because you're not providing enough ego food by opposing that person. Now, in living situations, of course, there are practical matters also to be considered. So if this person listens to noisy music every night and you can't sleep and so on, there may be practical reasons for not living with that person. But a lot of conflict is unnecessarily produced through mind identification. Most importantly, what determines the relationship is an energy flow between humans. There's an energy flow between humans that uh, is more important than what is being said. And in The Course in Miracles, which is an interesting spiritual, it's by now become a spiritual classic. I'm not recommending it to anybody because it's not for everybody. Some people love it, some don't. Every spiritual teaching is right for some and not right for others. And every spiritual teaching has its limitations, except mine, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ego just crept in. <laughs> But it, there's a line in there, the Course in Miracles, that says, whenever you meet somebody, it is a holy encounter. I would add the word potentially. <laughs> <laughs> whenever you meet somebody, it is potentially a holy encounter because when you recognize the essence of the other, that can even strengthen the recognition of your own essence, which is not your own. So there's a mutual strengthening. And what you recognize is, if you want to use semi-religious language, the divinity of the other, which is the consciousness, which is the light of God, which is the, Jesus called it the light of the world. And he said, you are the light of the world two people. He said, you are the light of the world. Really? Just us, this little group, or the others too? <laughs> no, the others too. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what could that possibly mean when he says, you are the light of the world? 
Does it mean you're special? Well, it can't mean that because if it's applied to everybody, it cannot mean that you are special. Only the people who are listening to me, only you here, you are the light of the world because you're here, but the others, of course, are not. No. It's addressed to every human being. You are the light of the world. So what does that mean? I'm the light. I'm not particularly important in the world. Most people would think, some people tell me I'm important, but I don't have a concept, so it makes no difference. I can only be important in the world because I have no self-concept of being important in the world. And if you let go of self-concepts, then that's the power can come through more easily. So what does it mean? You're the light of the world. Obviously, there can only mean one thing if it applies to everyone. What is the light? That which enables everything to appear, to perceive, to, to exist. It's consciousness. You are a manifestation of consciousness in this world. Without consciousness, this world, what we call world, would not even be. Perhaps there would be a collection of molecules and atoms, but they, they have not become a world. It needs a consciousness to, to create a world. Even a table or a flower without a perceiving consciousness, perhaps it's a collection, still a collection of atoms and molecules, but it's not a flower and it's not a table. These things are being created through consciousness and so there's not the world there and consciousness here. The world and consciousness arise together. So you are the light of the world means the essence of who you are is consciousness. That's so simple. And the light of the world comes from the source. It emanates from the source, obviously, which is God in traditional theistic language, but not in the way that the, the limited belief of what conceive of as God, as a controlling patriarch who could prevent all suffering, but for some reason is not preventing suffering. <laughs> this is the, the argument against the existence of God. The most common argument against the existence of God is, of course, there's so much human suffering. If there were God, he or she would not allow all this human suffering. Or if there is a God and he or she is allowing this human suffering, this God is morally inferior to me because I wouldn't. <laughs> and since the God is morally inferior to me, it's not God. So there we have it. It's <laughs> and of course, that's a very limited understanding which becomes the basis for the refutation of the existence of God. The starting point is already wrong. <laughs> so we can't do much with that. But gradually the emanation which is consciousness from the transcendent source which, has to, which is not located anywhere in space or time but something comes into this dimension of space and time from the transcendent dimension of the one and gradually it comes in and gradually this universe is coming into being and is still in the process of coming into being as more consciousness flows in from the transcendent source. And that transcendent source, that is 
what we could call God, we cannot speak about it because it transcends anything we could name, obviously. So it's not here or there or in time. So the emanation of that, I had used the analogy earlier of the sun and the light of the sun. So that's a quite a good analogy. There's the sun, which in this analogy is the transcendent source, but it's not anywhere in the universe. It's transcendent to the universe. And that emanates something into this universe. And it's consciousness, this is the essence. And so underlying the universe is the universal consciousness. And it's expressing itself as you temporarily, a brief flicker of consciousness on the planet. Every human is a brief flicker of consciousness. That was your life. And then it comes again. And gradually it grows. And then suddenly a human becomes aware. Consciousness becomes aware of itself. That's amazing. That's a totally new thing. So more fundamentally than being a person, you are something that is eternal. It comes again and again. And that knowledge is only liberating when you realize it beyond concepts. In other words, you have to taste the honey. And that's why we're here. This is the honey. <laughs> Let's have a moment of stillness. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, essential central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.